Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Seamless Baseball Podcast. I'm Jake Radford. And I'm Tim Briggs. Hello. We're very happy to have you here with us today. We've got a really interesting list of things to talk about, uh, things we've been thinking about for quite a while. We're pretty excited to talk about it. We moved into our new apartment this past weekend. Yeah, and, uh, it's very nice. Yeah, we met our new roommates for the first time. They seem like the, yeah. they seem like pretty cool guys. Um, I'm not really sure they're they're into baseball. I know one of them is. Yeah, he's kind of like I don't. He might be like new to the sport. Yeah, but that's they, cool. Like he's getting into like it. They seem like they can talk about it adequately. So exactly. That's, so that's good. No, it's always fun to have some fellow baseball fans to to hang out with, and yeah, so we're uh, we're pretty happy to be settled in this. We're our little new recording yeah. studio our here, new seamless, aka home. my room. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm currently Jake is sitting at his desk and I'm laying in his bed Fabio style. <laughs> it's quite a sight. Uh, <laughs> no, this is it's a good setup. It's good. Yeah. Shout out to Orion. Shout out to uh well you just give away exactly where we live oh, to the whole world. I'm All not, of our listeners. I'm not talking about the apartment number. <laughs> Those people all Fine. across America or at least like Florida. Listen, if people care enough if they want to listen to our podcast and like knock on our door, yeah, go, ahead. go for it. We don't even care. We have bats here. Yeah, that's fun. I enjoy yeah. that. Not like flying bats, like baseball bats. Yeah, yeah, then no, no. not bugs or anything. <laughs> Jeez, it's mostly for security, apparently. Um, <laughs> There's actually, I have a story about bats. But go that's ahead and tell for it. another. No, 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 no. Tell it now. Oh, okay, tell it. Tell it. Okay, so I was at my. Uncle's, he has a house up in Ithaca, New York. It's, like, super nice. I don't know. But he has a lot of baseball memorabilia in this kind of basement area that all TV's in and a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the the roof is held together in part by baseball bats. And it's really no cool. Way. Yeah, it's like the foundation of the roof. It, he's He's crazy. It's so cool. And so... We're down there, and I look up, and I was always so fascinated by it, so I would, like, tell my parents. Mm -hmm. But the place is kind of – it's like a cabin in the woods kind of house. So (laughs) it it can – A lot of weird stuff going on there. Yeah. It could inhabit, like, bats and stuff. And, like, there was one time – I was downstairs watching, like, a mech game when I was – I don't know. I was probably, like, 11. And a bat flies into where I'm going, and I'm like – Oh my gosh, this is terrifying. And so I run upstairs and I tell my mom, I was like, Mom, there's bats downstairs. And she's like, I know, they're on the roof. <laughs> I've seen them <laughs> So I was like, no, it's not a pun. Actual bats are flying downstairs. So, yeah, we had to like lead it up the stairs and out the door. And then literally my you dad... You the bat. Yeah, my dad and my sister were out shopping. So literally as soon as we opened the front door, they just happened to be walking through. And it, the bat is flying and it hits my dad right in the face. And it just flies away. So yeah, that's Story the, time with Seamless Baseball Podcast. Yeah, that was a brief sidetrack, but I, that was a good, good do, de, a good detour there. Exactly. Uh, a few announcements. <laughs> we have a, a Twitter profile now. Yes, we do. Yeah, it's the at Seamless Podcast Twitter. Shout out to uh, and, uh, Matt Helms for saying baseball sucks. Yeah, that was kind of mean. Especially it was since our, it's not true. Hey, our first mention, though? I mean, yeah, that is on. true. Thank you for that. <laughs> Quite honored. Hashtag Hat Melms. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also, we have an email um, that... 
want you guys to email questions that you might have so we can talk about it on the show. And that is www. No, it's not. That's a that's URL. a website. Yeah. We have our own website. We don't have the a website's website coming later. Yeah, maybe we'll, we'll get to that. Um, the email, I believe, is seamlessbaseball. Is that it? Yeah, seamlessbaseball at gmail dot com. That's it. So uh, email any questions that you have uh, to that, and we'll answer them on the show. And um, for the Twitter handle, the the Twitter handle is a little different because we couldn't get seamless baseball wasn't available. Yeah, I had no idea there was a limit. Yeah, Twitter names. So it's it's at Seamless Podcast. Yeah, and, and that, then and that works. That's give fine. us a follow, and we, we haven't tweeted much lately, but we'll we'll ramp it up. Yeah, as yeah, we, we'll get it going. Uh, we also are on iTunes now. Finally, yes, that's, that's good news. Exciting. So go on there and leave a review. You can get all of our shows through iTunes yeah, from now on. Totally free. Just subscribe and listen and enjoy. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, a lot to talk about today, uh, starting with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah, they just acquired Chase Utley for a couple minor leaguers. Yeah, and kind of a questionable trade, maybe? Yeah, it's gotten some good reviews by people, but, you know, the Dodgers just, they spend money and they never stop. So we'll talk a little bit about, about that. Exactly. And then the main story for today, Robot Umpires. Yeah, that is the main topic of conversation. Yeah, so we'll talk a little bit about that, give our opinions about where that's going and what we think, if it should be implemented and how it's doing and what's going on. Exactly. And then we also have a top five list, but we'll get to that later. Absolutely. That'll be a surprise. Yeah, yeah. We're pretty excited about it. Those who want to sit through all of this. Yeah, do that. That'd be fun. Yeah, I mean, listen to it. We're nice people. I like to think so. Yeah. All that and more on the Seamless Baseball Podcast. Stick around. Yeah, so big news in baseball this week. Chase Utley getting traded from the Phillies, the team that he's played for his entire career, to the Los Angeles Dodgers, a team that really can't stop acquiring people and taking on cash. No kidding. So, Jake, what do you think about the move? I know you said in the open that some you might not think it makes the most sense. So, what well, do you say? I mean, the move was really made to replace Howie Kendrick, who's on the DL right now. Yeah. Um, at the same time, like, Howie Kendrick is having a fantastic season. Um, and Chase Utley, he's, he's done all right, but, like... For his salary, I'm not. I'm not sure he's really worth it to for like a part-time replacement kind yeah, of guy. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. He's making 15 million dollars. Kendrick was making 10. Yeah, and honestly, a guy that I think he that Kendrick could have been re, could have been replaced with was Kike Hernandez, who's having a really good season for the Dodgers. I mean, this team just. It, it seems like they're getting the reputation that they throw money at their problems. Yeah, no, it's completely true. And it, there's no reason to go out and get a guy that's that expensive you know, for a kind of like replacement that's going to play a few games. I mean, he's not going to start over Kendrick the way Kendrick has been playing this season. Yeah, when he comes there's back. There's no way. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, I I read an article that says it's the perfect fit. Like, mm. I don't know if I buy it because... He was saying that he's going to be a great bat off the bench in the playoffs. I was like, you're going to pay that much money for a bench bat? You could get 
like there are a lot of good utility infielders yeah. that are good bench bats in the postseason. I mean, Chase Utley is the best option, sure. And for a team that they're they're very win now, but they also have a good farm system, so they're a good yeah. mix of both. But it's only because of how much money they inject. Exactly so much. right. I mean, to even have an example, this team is still paying. I I have their payroll here. I counted up 17 players that aren't even on their team anymore that they're still paying a portion of their salary. It's, it's just crazy. That's, that's almost yeah. a full roster. Yeah. A full active roster, including Brian Wilson, who hasn't pitched in two years. Yeah. They're paying him $10 million this year. What? That's absurd. Isn't Brandon League one of them? Yeah, Brandon League. They're paying him nine, $9.5 million. Yeah. They're paying... The guy that oh another guy they could have replaced him with Hector Oliveira the guy that they were bargaining to get right right in the off season in Cuba he they get him and he's killing it in AAA and they just trade him to the Braves for Jim Johnson Avilon Matt Latos and that whole deal and really for the Dodgers got you would think a good slew of players but since Jim Johnson's yeah, I was Dodgers. about to say, Jim Johnson has not been impressive since coming to the Dodgers. Just to take not, a look at Jim Johnson's very numbers. impressive with the Braves. It's pretty entertaining. He has a 21 ERA in eight innings. Which is really good if yeah. you're in Little League or something. Oh, not no, even oh, then, honestly. Yeah, six innings, eight games. My mistake. <laughs> but still, yeah, not good. The opposite of good, really. But yeah, it's like... Yeah. like, And this is a team... No matter how many mistakes they make, they have infinite money, so they can just be like, oh, well, whatever. We'll just keep paying them and get someone else. Their payroll is $307 million. That is by far the most. Yeah. Like, they're making the Yankees look like they're destitute. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Yankees are like, okay, guys, take it easy. (laughs) It's a little bit too far here. Yeah, and the ironic thing with the Dodgers is, arguably, I think their most productive players justin turner kike hernandez they're making less than a million dollars being paid anything that's true they're some of their most productive players i mean carl crawford's having a pretty good season he's hitting around 300 but he's making i think he's making 17 million dollars carl crawford also hasn't played that much he's only played 37 games Yeah, Yeah. $20.5 million he's making this year and he's under contract for two more years and he doesn't even really start so i mean just to put it in perspective, like, so many teams... I mean, I don't have the list of payrolls in front of me, so I don't know. But if you're paying a guy $20 million, you would suspect that he would play every day. Yeah. But Carl so, Crawford's like a fourth outfielder, fifth it, outfielder. It begs even. the question, you know, just because teams have this much money, they can afford to just, like, like you said, just throw money at guys, maybe guys they don't even need, like, you know, really, really need... Is, is that okay, just because they can do it? I mean, I guess. Like, there's nothing ethically wrong with it. They, I mean, they have the resources and they're using it. Right. But when you think about it, they're spending all this money. They, they're contending for the division every year, and they've made the playoffs the last few years. But they haven't really stiffed a World Series berth. Yeah. So, close. I mean, if you're spending this much money, you should be going to the World Series often, I would think. Oh, for sure. But, I mean, at the same time, you look at the Angels. Right. Who, yeah. you know, recently have really been struggling. They went out and bought, they got Pujols, they got Hamilton. Which CJ Wilson was one out. of those. Yeah. And a lot of guys, pretty much around the same time that the Dodgers really made that jump into becoming one of the higher 
paid teams in all of baseball. Right about that time, you know, everyone was saying baseball is shifting west with these two LA teams really, you know, taking a huge salaries yeah. and getting these like massive superstars. And it hasn't really worked out for either team. I mean, the Dodgers have been more successful as far as making the playoffs and you know having success in the regular season. But it all boils down to what you do in October. Yeah. And they just haven't done anything. And I think a lot of... It's like a major theme in the sport. In the offseason, teams like the Padres got all this credit for being... They won the off-season World Series as far as everyone was concerned. Yep. They get Craig Kimbrell the day before the season, Matt Kemp, Justin Upton, Derek Norris. They make all these moves, and they've completely floundered. Yeah. I mean, they're honestly – I was we were watching the – me and you, we were watching the Sports Center, not top 10, and on that list was Justin Upton trying <laughs> to throw his helmet down but flinging it off yonder Alonzo's face, and he threw a tantrum for some reason. Yeah, my it favorite was, part is when – you know, Yonder Alonso gets hit by a flung object. Yeah. Yonder Alonso proceeds to throw everything else in the dugout. Yeah, it was just like a <laughs> chain, you know, that's the smart thing to a do. chain of flung plastic. <laughs> just, screw you, bubblegum. <laughs> it was it was pretty bad. I, like, it's a theme. Yeah. Like, just because you spend a lot of money does not mean you're going to win. And that's what I love about the sport. There's parity in a totally different way than any other one. Yeah, there doesn't need to be a salary cap. And we see in the NBA... The salary cap has really done nothing to promote parity. It's always the same right. teams over and over again. Yeah, like, it's just made it so that teams cannot keep their star players right. occasionally. Like those lower-level teams, they can't afford to keep, you know... You look at LeBron James in Cleveland. I mean, yeah. if Cleveland like was able to pay an absorbent amount of money, which I... I'm just realizing I'm not actually sure is a word, but it seems right. Yeah, that's it a good word. Right. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at least you know, if they're willing to pay that much money, they could be able to get them, but they just can't. Right. So you're losing superstar players that you know are home hometown kind of guys. Yeah. Like you, you have I to continue. Like yeah, you have to continue to convince people to take discounts and do all this kind of thing, and I mean in baseball. Guys are usually getting as much as they want. Yeah. But you you see all the time in baseball, there is so much... Like players like Kike Hernandez and Justin Turner. There's so many players on a contending team that you don't expect to be that good. And right. those are the X factors a lot of the time. Like, you know what you're getting out of Mike Trout. You're getting greatness. Mm -hmm. But as you could see with the Angels right now... Last week on the podcast, I predicted I thought they were going to win the division. After watching them play this week a few games, I'm not convinced anymore. <laughs> they're, they're a two-man team. They're Pujols yep. and Trout. And, I mean, they're playing Featherston all the time and Giovatelli. These guys aren't Major League Baseball players right now. And yeah. they're on their yeah. roster and playing every single day. It's, well, I mean, like, like, Josh Hamilton was obviously supposed to be one of those guys. Right. And didn't what happened with out. him? Like it's it's sad, obviously, but yeah. you know it didn't pan out for him. Seems like he's reclaiming himself in Texas. Yeah, hopefully so. he continues to go. That's good know, down that path back. Yeah, to, I think this is a really important. Yeah, it's a really important subject because, I mean, it just goes to show like the Giants. It's not like they have a that low of a payroll. They still play pay a decent amount of money for guys, but they're not in the off season. They're not getting. 
everybody. They're not going crazy spending money, and they just put on a consistent product yeah. every single year. It's true. It's like the Giants and the Cardinals. They really don't make any like massive moves. They make the right ones. Yeah, they make the right ones. Like you look at uh, like the Jason Hayward deal for the Cardinals. Like it wasn't like a huge yeah. trade or anything like that. Like it's not. I mean, it was big, but it's not a blockbuster kind of like signing Albert Pujols kind yeah. of thing. And it was like in the John Lackey deal a couple yeah. of trade deadlines ago. I thought that was a no brainer oh, yeah. home run for the Red Sox because Lackey's getting older. Kelly has great stuff, and Alan Craig was a productive player. Right? Yeah. Alan Craig is oh my gosh, what completely fallen yeah. off the mountain. Joe Kelly, he is not a starting pitcher. We found that out. Yep. And John Lackey has been one of the more productive starters in the National League. So there's just something about these teams. I think it, whether it's luck or good fortune or just having an eye for good decision-making, yeah, they just know what they're doing. And I think with the Padres, you saw it at the deadline this year. They obviously should have... They obviously should have offloaded some other players at the deadline, yeah. but they did absolutely nothing. I mean, Upton was available and should have gone somewhere. I think Kimbrell was vied after pretty hard. So, it I don't know. Teams have to, I think, make decisions instead of like just either going for broke or doing nothing. Right. I completely agree. Uh, we'll move on to our second topic here. Robot umpires, and it's something that's gotten a lot of uh, interesting conversation in the last few weeks. Um, they they tested it out in an independent league game um, between the uh, San Rafael Pacifics and the Vallejo Admirals. That those uh, are some fantastic names. I don't know if they all have to be related to the ocean. But. Here at Seamless, we don't just tell you it happened in an independent league game. We give you the team names. <laughs> what we bring to the table, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, so Robot Umpires has really been you know, a hot topic lately. Yeah. I know Eric Burns on MLB Network is just really pushing for it. He's a it. huge advocate. Yeah. Um, so it kind of begs the question, like, is that the area that we're going towards? I mean, is that is that what's going to happen in the ne- next few years? Uh, it's. I honestly, I don't know. I think uh, when I really think about it, yes, probably. Yeah. Not in a full capacity. Like it's not going to be a robot standing behind the <laughs> plate. But I think uh, definitely doing it step-by-step, having kind of like... I mean, when you watch soccer, we were talking about it today, like how the referees have like watches on that talk about goal line technology. Well, an umpire could very easily have some kind of sunglass or a watch to tell them strike or ball. I mean, I think the way I would do it is you got to have some kind of headset. Like, if if we're going to put in the robot umpire, you have a headset. The umpire is still back there, and it may be like... Gives a chime if it's a strike and another sound if it's a ball. Yeah. And then he signals it just like it is and has been for many years. He still signals strike or ball so that the the crowd knows. Yeah. Um, I think that's personally the best way to do it if we're going to go in that direction. You know, there are a lot of challenges with a robot umpire, though. Guys yeah. are not all the same height. I, I think, and they don't have the same strike zone. Yeah, and that is a big thing of what they were talking about. But 
Eric Burns, it's, I don't know, it's hard to take into account someone who's so for something in terms of an argument like this to, like, quote it. But he said, like, it's a very adjustable kind of zone. But a lot of the time, in I think in definitely modern baseball in comparison to older baseball, high strikes were called at a much more frequent rate a long time ago. Yeah. And more, and today, I think the high strike kind of doesn't happen it, as it, much. The strike zone's completely changed. Right. So does the robot umpire go by what's the strike zone today, or does it go by the letter of the law? Right. And that's, that's a and if it, if it yeah. went by the letter of the law, it would change a lot of oh, things. Oh, yeah. Letter of the law, pun intended, because, you know, strikes would be called at the letters. <laughs> at the letters, not the belly button. And that doesn't happen. Can you yeah. imagine, like, Chris Davis coming up? And he already has a big strike zone, but yep. he gets a ball up here at his chest. No way that's called a strike no, now. Never, yeah. And so it would be a big adjustment for the players, the umpires, and really everybody. And... I mean, I don't know. I'm sure pitchers would like that. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say that pitchers would benefit so much from a robot umpire because I think one of the biggest challenges for pitchers right now, they don't know what the umpire is going to call. Right. You know, if they could actually know exactly where the strike zone starts and ends. That's a really good point. I like, never thought about that. Yeah. That's such an advantage for pitching in a sport that's really trying to get offensive numbers right. back up they're doing everything they can yeah. to get hitting back and like yeah like you said like if guys prepare meticulously enough i mean a guy like zach grinky prepares so intensely yeah if he knows exactly what his target's gonna be and it's just stationary and consistent the entire time he can totally take advantage of that because let's be honest the strike zone hasn't gotten bigger um you know through human error it's actually gotten smaller right and so it's tried to like benefit hitting over the last few years but i mean the the numbers still just aren't there so if you expand the strike zone back up to the top uh of the letters or you know wherever the strike zone is yeah um i don't even know anymore because it's so misconstrued yeah right here on an article it um it says there was a study by a physics professor named alan nathan who said that um Umpires have overall, on average, a ninety-five percent success rate, which is yeah, really, good. which is really good. So umpires, it's not like they're doing that bad of a job. They get a lot of slot. They get a lot of uh, bad press. Yeah, but they said ninety-five percent. That pretty much translate to about eight pitches a game that aren't called correctly. And I mean, when you think about it, that doesn't sound like a lot. But in baseball, where every single pitch counts... It can make or break a game, certainly. Right. The difference between a 2-1 count and a 1-2 count on a 1-1 pitch can change an entire at-bat, a game, right. everything. So you want to get it right 100% of the time. But, I mean, I think just from our conversation, we're kind of mixed on it, I think. Personally, I, I guess I'm a traditionalist. I don't want to see it happen. I I, I enjoy. I agree with you, yeah. It's like weird as it is to say. I enjoy the human error aspect. Yeah. Of umpiring. I, I always I, have. I enjoy it for balls and strikes for sure. Yeah. No, that's true. Because also, on the base pass, it, it I guess it means a lot more yeah. sometimes. I mean, when you talk about, uh, like, I like when I watch a game and, like. Different umpires kind of had different kind of zones. Some of them are known more as hitters umpires and pitchers umpires. Right. So you watch a game and you identify, okay, this is going to be a 
good advantage for my team. Exactly. But I think some people might want consistency every night. Like, okay, I like pitchers will get upset if no if they're getting squeezed all the time, and hitters will get upset. I mean, I don't know. I think no matter what, someone's always going to complain about something. Yeah. yeah. No system will ever be like perfect. But I think implementing these umpires can make it so that it would improve. And I don't know. But is it? A- it could be something like over time, you know, yeah. five years pass by and we realize, you know, maybe this is the way it should have been all along. Yeah, probably. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see in the future. I actually want to hear everyone else's input on this. Yeah, so this email is- us at seamlessbaseball at gmail.com. Give us your take on the whole thing. Should there be robot umpires? How should it be done? I'm really interested to hear from all you guys. Uh, one big baseball you know, piece of news this past week. Uh, we talked about it last week. Dave Dombrowski, the former general manager for the Detroit Tigers, has been hired as a basically the president of baseball operations for the Boston Red Sox. It's huge news. I mean, with the Red Sox, the season that they're having, they think they really needed an injection of experience and success. Yeah. So, I mean, Charrington won a World Series, and he's a good executive. He's also been in last place for three years. <laughs> exactly. So. so Dombrowski can bring the kind of swagger that they probably need because the AL East is a juggernaut. We all know that. So they need a good executive that's going to be consistent and get things done, and I think it's a good move by them. I yeah. Really now, do. the interesting thing, though, is that he's not going to be the general manager. Yes. And I think he's actually made it very clear that the guy he wants to hire for the general manager is former Atlanta Braves GM Frank Wren. Who didn't get the ravest of reviews. Yeah, he, he really isn't very highly looked upon in the baseball community. I mean, may, maybe yeah. as, a, as a person, as an individual. Right. But... And he didn't really have no, like, I mean, a whole he, lot of success. Yeah. I guess, I mean, hey, if if they like a certain guy then yeah. and they trust that he's going to do okay, then if, if put in the correct situation, he might be able to do differently. And, so. and let's also be honest here. The Boston Red Sox are going to be able to spend more than the Atlanta Braves right. ever could. And Dombrowski being with the Marlins at first and then stepping up to the Tigers, and now the Red Sox... He's been in three totally different leagues. Yeah. Like, literally, it went from Little League, Minors, now he's in the Majors. <laughs> like, I mean, now... I'll let you put together who's who. I mean, I don't mean... You know what I mean. I mean financially. I don't mean act, like, on the field. I'm sure. But, yeah. I mean, now he's got all the resources in the world. A great fan base, at least. I don't know. I know you don't, you're don't. you not a huge Red Sox fan, but, you know. They got good fans. Yeah. Over there in Bean Town. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Just a little side Boston. note. I love when Matt Vaskirjan talks about certain areas of the country always by a nickname. You ever notice that? No, I haven't. It's like, Example, please. Going back down there in Beantown. And he calls it like That's the, 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 the Steel, the steel City. You know? Like yeah, he never, that is true. He never calls it like just Pittsburgh. He always says, here in the Windy City at Wrigley Field, getting in some afternoon baseball between the Cubs and the Pirates. You know what I mean? He's always doing I'm nicknames. very impressed. That is an extremely impressive match. Really? That was okay. Yeah. Oh, whatever. I, I, I play a lot of MLB The Show. I think that's the key. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, we play together, so. Yeah, it's fun. Good game. I'd recommend it. Highly recommend. Uh, we're actually talking about baseball entertainment. That brings us into our top five segment of the show. And yes. today, uh, we talked a little bit about Dennis Quaid, Benny the Jet Rodriguez yeah. last week. 
So uh, we actually wanted to do our top five baseball movies. And just like last week, we have not seen each other's lists before yep. this segment. And of course, as a um, little introduction to this all of these are just our opinions i understand that if you go <laughs> no, on rotten, they are fact if you go on rotten tomatoes after this and be like that was like 56 percent. there's no way that can be your number two like no i really <laughs> like the movie so whatever my opinion his opinion top five baseball movies go jake Ooh. what's your number five my number five um i'm gonna go with eight men out okay uh which i saw I want to say it was two years ago. I've really only seen it once, but it was just a fantastic movie. It was about the Chicago Black Sox mm-hmm. and um, really just their their fall. I mean, they were everyone pretty much knows the Black Sox story. Shoeless Joe Jackson, all those guys. Charlie Sheen. Yeah, I was about to say Charlie <laughs> Sheen is in the movie. Is he Shoeless Joe Jackson? I, I have seen like most I, I baseball movies, but I actually haven't seen Eight Men Out. Oh, it's really, really good. You should check it out, and as should you, the listener. I will watch it, probably. If I can, like, find it on DVD. Do they sell those anymore? Um, you know, I'm not sure. Okay. But, uh... <laughs> Netflix and chill. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if we could find Eight Men Out on there. Oh, <laughs> uh, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> on with yours. Okay, well, my number five... I know for a fact that this movie isn't good. So... <laughs> But I watched it so much when I was younger, especially with my sister. If she ever watches this podcast, she will know me and her whenever we um, – because every summer we would drive up to New York in the car. And it was like a 20-hour trip, so we had to watch movies and stuff to keep ourselves entertained. So we didn't actually have that many DVDs, so we would end up bringing the same exact ones every year. And one movie that we would watch religiously that I probably know every line to is Fever Pitch – Number Man, five. I was going to go cheaper by the dozen. Oh, if only it were a baseball movie. Well, they have that game there. Apple Schmear. <laughs> wow. I'm so glad you know How that. do I know? Okay. Okay, anyway. carry on. Yeah, Fever Pitch, really good movie. It has Jimmy Fallon, Drew Barrymore. It involves <laughs> Jimmy Fallon playing... And Drew Barrymore. <laughs> oh, yeah, right? Pretty random. I don't... Anyway. But he's a Boston Red Sox fan who's, you know, committed to Red Sox Nation, and it talks about... The 2004 saga that made them World Series champions and what it meant to be a fan of that team. So it was cool. If you're like a huge fan of any certain team, it's really cool. I've it's actually a- never seen the movie. Is it? Is it kind of like a rom-com? Yeah, it's a rom-com. Yeah, I, Which always, is like, I always pictured those two together. Like, I feel like I don't see it as a rom-com, though. I, I feel like Drew Barrymore <laughs> never was actually in it. I just paid attention to like the baseball stuff. But yeah, it's good. That's Johnny fun. Damon, like I think, does a cameo, I think. I certainly hope so. Yeah, I don't know. Johnny Damon. Where is he now? That's a good question. He's what, Who did he last play for? The Rays, I think? I don't know. I think he's doing Geico commercials somewhere. <laughs> Probably. He's the caveman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll anyway. move on to my number four, which is really a, a fantastic movie, in my opinion. The Sandlot. Okay. I love it. Do you, do you have that one on your list? Okay, don't spoil it. I'm, I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying anything. No nope. Sandlot. Sandlot. Benny the Jet Rodriguez. He's, Sandlot is a great movie. James Earl Jones, who plays Mufasa <laughs> yes. in this. And it's it's really fantastic. Obviously, if you're a baseball fan, you haven't seen The Sandlot. Yeah, you have to watch you're it. You're not a baseball it's, fan. It's essential. It really is. Yeah, I think that's... I, it's yeah. one There's of not, the most iconic baseball movies of all time. Yeah. 
just so many great scenes. I I don't think you can have a baseball movie list and not have Sandlot on it. No, it's so true. Anyway, my number four. It's uh, this is actually legitimately a good movie. So I made what, sure to the other actually. Ones aren't? Well, Fever Pitch is like you know it's a it's like funny and enjoyable, but it's not like you're not going to put it up for Best Picture at the Oscars. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it was my vote. <laughs> the Sandlot Best Picture. <laughs> anyway, A League of Their Own. My number four. Really? So, I have actually never seen A League of Their Own. A, it's actually a fantastic movie. I want to see it. I've always wanted to see it. Gina Davis, Tom Hanks, the famous scene. And no crying on baseball! Yeah. Tell that to Warmer Flores. <laughs> yes! Okay. It, it might seem like we planned that out, but it totally no, wasn't. No. <laughs> but yeah, that it, it's a really good movie. It tackles like... Women and baseball and, you know, all of things. I don't know. It's, it's a, all things. It's a really, really well-acted and well-done movie. Gina Davis is just phenomenal at it. And she's a fantastic player. Catcher, by the way. So, check okay. it out. It's right. good. I will check it out. Do you have it? I think it's it's on Netflix. Okay. So, we'll watch, watch it. that one. It's all long, right. but, you know, yeah, worth it. it doesn't matter. Uh, we'll move on to my number three, which is... I don't even know why I have this so low on the list at number three. Angels in the Outfield oh. featuring the California Angels. Who just oh. that it's such a good movie. It's so it's such a fun movie. Like it's a movie that you can just sit down and watch and just remember like the summer of ninety eight. Yeah, like when Joseph Gordon Levitt was seven. Four. No, but that movie I I have so many good memories. It's it's actually right? not on my list. It's I was, not on your list. Well, I was after the. Li- I was going to put up some honorable mentions, and that's yeah, in my I, honorable mentions. So you were list. going to cheat. I have a five list, and then a five honorable mentions. Oh it's my so gosh. hard to narrow it down to five. <laughs> I just had to pick like ten. But it could happen. It could happen. Angels in the outfield reference for those of you at home. Yeah, for the movie we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that movie's so awesome. Matthew McConaughey is actually in that movie. Fun fact. He is. Yeah, You're right. Check IMDb. It's true. He's an outfielder. Very minor role. That's, not, that's such a good movie. It's not like True Detective where he talks like this. But it's or pretty... those, uh, with the Buick commercials? That what it is? Did you see the Justin Tucker? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> another story for another time. We'll move on to that's your That's for next our one. football podcast. Uh, <laughs> which we're starting probably never. Yeah, probably not. Anyway, my number three. I'm so... Uh, honestly, I'm surprised this one is so low on my list, as if number three is low. Field know. of Dreams. Oh. A wonderful, wonderful, wonderful movie. Well, because my top two are really good. So I guess that makes sense. No, but this movie is an absolute classic. If another one that is so essential to being a baseball lover, it's just it tugs at your heartstrings. You know, the cornfield if you build <laughs> the it. Cornfield. <laughs> it's, in your... it's so uh, hard to <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> it's hard to talk. Heaven? Ah, spoiler alert. Dude, what if heaven is actually Iowa? Like, what if that whole movie maybe was that's just, like, why, foreshadowing? Maybe that's why all, come? like, the political candidates go there. Because oh, they know the like, Iowa caucus. they have to impress heaven. <laughs> they, gotta, <laughs> they gotta get God's recommendation. Yeah. We gotta win the primary in heaven first before you win, you know, the American one. Dude, what if they did as, the Iowa caucus, like, in a cornfield that's been made into a baseball field? Yeah. If you build it, they will vote. 
good lord. It's a Field of Dreams reference. Oh, that's funny. That's not. It's not funny. Well, whatever. You're number two, sir. (laughs) Well, this is going to be kind of awkward. It's Field of Dreams. Dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah, Field of Dreams, everything you just said. It's Kevin Costner. Yeah. In a baseball movie. I mean, he's been in a few of them. He's been in quite a and few. And he was in a football one recently, Draft Day. Did you see that movie? Oh, yeah. That wasn't good. No, not really. Yeah. It's on HBO now. I checked it out. It was a waste of an hour and a half. <laughs> but that's okay. Thank God it was only an like, hour and a half. Like, really? What kind... All right. No offense to any Cleveland Browns fan out there, but really, you're going to build... Ooh, he's GM of the Cleveland Browns. This will be a great premise. Really? <laughs> like, that's not interesting at all. you know what's going to happen. They're not going to do well. Like, that's the thing. Like, eat... Yeah, even if he drafts someone good, like, at the end of the movie, it's like, the Browns won this. No, they didn't. They didn't they win didn't. anything. Yeah, their best player is an offensive tackle. <laughs> and I think, yeah, he's still on the team. Joe right? Thomas? I think yeah. so. See, we know football. We're, yeah. It's a baseball podcast. Yeah, from but... now on, this is a football podcast. Yeah, the... Yeah, the, the seamless football podcast. Yeah. No, right. let's not do that. Anyway, my number two, it's already been said, the Sandlot. Yeah. That's my number two, ahead of Field of Dreams. Because in, on this list, I tried to implement movies I enjoyed more than movies I think that are as critically acclaimed, I okay. guess. The Sandlot is, I've seen that movie probably a thousand times. And every single time it makes me smile and laugh. And it's just the ultimate innocent baseball movie. And it's yeah. great. It's, it's, it's like, it is a great piece of cinema. It's fantastic. Yeah, it, it's just one of those movies that kind of like takes you back to... When you were a kid. Yeah. Which I guess we kind of still makes, are, but yeah. more of a kid. Like, I started watching that movie when I started loving baseball. Yeah. So that's what that's what's all, it's all, that's what it's all about. Folks. So anyway, what's your number one? Your number big, one. Your big kahuna. That was supposed to be a drum roll, by the way. It is Moneyball. Wow. That's a shocker. It's a good movie. It's really good. I love Moneyball. Like, there's parts of that movie that are just, like, chilling. Like, it's then just, like, yeah. shivers up my spine. And it's, it is such, it actually is a, like, I don't think I've ever seen a baseball movie that could win Oscars, but that one was. Yeah, it was so well done, the filmography, whatever you call Cinematography. it. Cinematography. That's the yeah. word I'm looking for. It's all right. I'm not a film major or anything. No, it, no you're not. Um, <laughs> no, it, it's just fantastic. Yeah, it's it's a fantastic Great movie. acting throughout the whole movie. I completely whiffed on that for my list. I was thinking too far back in the past. I should have just thought about the last, like, five years. I could have yeah. found a good one. That's a, I also that's a love that movie. it's, like, not taking anything away from the Sandlot or Angels in the Outfield, but it's, like, a true story. Yeah. And... Also, I'm I'm really not that Angels in the Alpha yeah. isn't a true story. Not that the guy from Back to the Future is actually an angel. <laughs> Santa Claus also real Easter Bunny. One point twenty one gigawatts. Eighty-eight miles per. Okay, we'll move on. Uh, Moneyball. Yeah, I mean it was just and great performances by yeah. Jonah Hill, who really stepped out of his comfort yeah, zone. Yeah, that's true. And the late Philip Seymour Hoffman. Very sad. Uh, yeah, that is. But he was. Just one of the best actors of his generation. And that movie really showcased both of them well. And Brad Pitt, of course. Yeah, I don't really think there could be many movies about, like, what it was about. Like, sabermetrics. I mean, it's kind yeah. of a, just a weird thing to have a movie that's, like, based And it upon, seemed very... Well, it was very realistic, like you said. like Because it, it was a true story. But yeah. they really told it well. I also... I have a thing for movies that don't end happily. 
Wow. Like, I, I, no, that sounds a terrible. A glutton for depression. <laughs> but, like, there's certain movies, like, uh, I don't want to spoil any movies for you guys, but when things happen almost, like, realistically, like, the A's, they don't win the World Series at the end no, of that movie. they don't. You know, it shows that even though all these great things happened, it it didn't end well, but it's still great because it happened. Like they had yeah. that long winning streak. Kind of and like it's amazing. Journey's better than the destination. Exactly kind of right. Thing. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's your number one? My number one is, and honestly, it's. I'm gonna say it's as far as a tragedy that you didn't have this on your top. Is it Ken Burns baseball? Oh no! But that is a great documentary sure, series that was list. on my honorable mentions. Oh god, spoiling <laughs> the honorable mentions. And uh, okay, number one greatest baseball movie: The Bad News Bears. <laughs> okay, don't With, hate me. Without doubt, I have never seen. Oh, I've never just seen. Log three, off. Three movies deactivate. Already have. Yeah, my mic's off. <laughs> that reminds me of like. Uh, it's like Sports Center Twitter posts when everyone's like, "Not a sport." Deactivate. Fire. Des Bryant caught it. Savage. <laughs> no chill. Uh, Netflix and chill. Oh my! <laughs> Carry on, please. Okay, Go no. Back to movies. Bad news bears. If anyone hasn't seen the movie, it's about a ragtag group of delinquent children coached by an alcoholic, drug addicted coach, and they turn it. They literally are the worst baseball team ever. And then ten minutes later, they become the best. And it's it's like School of Rock, but baseball, and a thousand times better. Wow. And, like, honestly, I was watching a Rays broadcast the other day. And it's Bad News Bears? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Shots fired! Shots oh, fired! No, but uh, they actually talked about Kevin Kiermeyer in center field and referred to him as Kelly Leak, who is the center fielder in the Bad News Bears Brother movie. of Mike. <laughs> Jeez. What? No. Anyway, but Kelly Leak in the movie, he's famous because whenever like a fly ball goes to left field, he will sprint over, shove the left fielder, and catch it himself. <laughs> because the coach told him, catch everything you can get to. And so like literally it's like, oh, Kevin Kelly Leak in center field. <laughs> yeah, that's a great compliment for a center fielder. Oh, yeah. It is. You but no, that, as a center that movie, it's funny from beginning to end. It's a little vulgar, but in the best way. And it's still innocent, heartwarming, and has a great ending. Man, it seems like we have a lot of movies, or at least I have a lot of movies I need to watch. Yeah. So if oh. you haven't seen any of these movies... And also such honorable mentions like a movie like Bull Durham, who, which I should say, neither of me and Jake have watched. But prior well, to... How can you have a movie that you haven't seen on your well, honorable okay, mentions? Okay, no, it's on... Oh, it's oh my Rated highly goodness. on Rotten Tomatoes. Must be pretty good. No, it, yes, it's exactly what oh I mean. Oh my god. Well, why do you think a movie looks good or you should watch it? Because, because it, I look at it on, on Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes. Tomatoes. Yeah, that's right. Let's go. <laughs> No, but uh, we, we we should go to Movie Stop and get it and watch it. We should do that. Yeah. Well, I already said on my honorable mention, so I'm fresh out on this It was just topic. that one? Oh, yeah. plus all the others. So we yeah, okay. that's fine. <laughs> so <laughs> that was our uh, top five list. That was a good list. That was fun. Good yeah, topic. I enjoyed that. Send us in what you think we should do a top five of next. Yeah, yeah. Email us at 
Again, seamless podcast. Or tweet us. Or no, is it it's seamless baseball seamless. at gmail.com. And our yes. Twitter is seamless podcast. Yeah, it can be Even a bit we're confusing. Having trouble we this. um we actually probably in our Twitter bio we'll put in the email in there. Yeah. We'll also put in me and Jake's individual Twitter handles if you want to follow us individually. Yeah. So. Rate and review our podcast on iTunes, it would mean a whole lot yeah. to us. Uh, go ahead and subscribe so you can get are basically all of our future shows that we're uh, still recording weekly. Uh, we're really happy to be doing this. Yeah, it's a we lot of fun. we really really appreciate people that listened into the first episode. Yeah, really and good response. It was it was you know we, it was a pretty good first episode, but I think this one we it was a little better. I think I yeah, like to think so. Hopefully, hopefully, we'll just continue to build on that. Yeah, build on that. Build to that. Oh my gosh, we can't start. No, no John Mulaney references. <laughs> Actually, Guys, no. Go ahead. No, no, never mind. That's fine. No, you can't say that and then not... Like, I was just going to say, we should do a podcast just with 20 with minutes. John Mulaney. <gasps> oh my god! That's yes. going to happen. No, but We're he making has... it happen. <laughs> okay, if anyone has a John Mulaney hookup, he's coming on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, set us up. That'd be awesome. That'd be great. Guys, thank you for listening to the Seamless Baseball Podcast. It's been a lot of fun. Um, the show is right about 45 minutes, which is right about where we yep. want to have our shows it's a good target. from here on out, um, unless we have like something really important to talk about. Yeah. Um, this is recorded on a Saturday. Usually, I think the last one we posted on a Sunday last week. Yeah. We're going to so, try to keep to that schedule, mm-hmm. um, obviously, with our college lives. It, yeah. It can get kind of crazy. But weekends, but, we can make it work. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to do our best to get a show out every weekend and... Uh, just kind of keep bringing you guys this show. We're really happy to be doing it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's fun. Just talking about baseball. Just stuff. talking about baseball on the Seamless Baseball Podcast, where we bring you inside the game of baseball to see what's going on underneath. Hashtag slogan. Everything. Hashtag motto. Hashtag YOLO. Hashtag hashtag. Okay. Yeah, we're not in the show. And anymore. on that note... Thank you for listening to the Seamless Baseball Podcast. I'm Tim Briggs. I'm Jake Radford. And see ya.